Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Robbie Knox and I'm the landlord of The Moon Underwater, a mystical place where guests create their dream pub. Hello and welcome back to The Moon Underwater, where we are here with the comedian Jessica Fosterkew creating her dream pub and it is a cracker so far, full of scrumpy and fosters and other <laughs> stuff. Um, but before the interval, we had a quiz about Olympic sports from Dan. Dan, would you like to continue? Yes, so we'll just do a quick recap of the three questions. This is classic old school question of sport. I'll give you a list of terms and you need to tell me what Olympic sport they are used in. So the first one, the terms are fletching, knocking point. That's with an N at the beginning, not a K. And Shaft, which Olympic sport are they from? We'll, we'll go to you first, Jessica. I think Robbie will be honest. He won't just honest. copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we'll, we'll take turns and go first. I'm, I'm pretty confident on two of these. Me too. But that's going to be misplaced. <laughs> I think this <laughs> one's archery. Okay. I think this one's archery. You're both correct. Is archery. Well done. One, one apiece. Uh, do, you know what the, do you know what they are? Um, What's a fletching? Is, Oh, is that the is that the feathering? It is. Yeah. The feathering, yes. Is the and knocking point the little notch? Yeah. Yes, the place on the bowstring where the arrow rests before being shot. And the shaft of the sea. Of the, the arrow. The middle yeah. of the arrow. Yeah. yeah. Good. It's the archer's penis. Unconventionally. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 It's weird. They talk about that during the commentary in the sport. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we can only do that when we're televising it after hours because it's <laughs> in a country where it's in the night for <laughs> oh god what olympics what uses the following terms hogu juicim arp chagi hmm. so should i go first for this okay. one to make it fair yeah. this is the one i'm not sure on okay i suspect it's a martial art i suspect it's either judo or taekwondo and i'm going to guess judo okay i'm having exactly the same thoughts genuinely and we'll go taekwondo in that case Jessica takes it. Oh, sorry. Two one. <laughs> no, well, that's that's the show business. Yeah. 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 50 50, wasn't it? Hogu is the padded chest protector. Oh. Juicim is the ref. Right. And Arp Chagi is a front kick or front snap kick. Amazing. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Third and final one. Two one. 
to Jess. So you've, you've sorry, just called you Jess there. It's a bit familiar. Good. I like it. Um, <laughs> Uh, I called it Jess earlier, but I've met her once before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2009, so that's fine. Um, so yeah, you need to get this for a draw, Robbie. Uh, what Olympic sport uses the following terms? Fakie, goofy, ollie. I think this is the easiest one. Yeah. The skateboarding. Skateboarding. Skateboarding, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll just check you on that because I know that snowboarding is goofy. That's why I was asking about it. Oh, yeah, well, probably. Oh, they're probably all used in snowboarding. I don't know. Ollie's probably not, is probably it? Probably no, that's the trick isn't Off it the, yes the ollie is the basis for most tricks in skateboarding hmm. uses the back foot the skate uses the back foot to smack the tail of the board against the ground while the front foot pulls the board up into the air so, so it's yes. like the vegetable stock of skateboarding <laughs> yeah very much so. <laughs> yes yes the bouillon yeah, yeah exactly oh well done then Free right. victory, Jess. A great well victory well yeah. I'm, I'm over it yeah i am it doesn't sound like it am, but i am i you am very over close. it you were very close to uh it was a 50-50. Yeah, it was, it was, that's, when you're at this level that we are in yeah. quizzing, yeah. that's, that's the margins. <laughs> exactly. That's the margins. Yeah. Uh, Jess, you get to pick two spirits. Yes, okay. Here. What's your first one? I'm going to go with tequila. Um, you have something to put in your fosters. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. It's got nothing to do with Desperado <laughs> and whatever excuse for a tequila is in that. Now, I don't still know the name of any brilliant ones because I don't drink it often enough. Um, but essentially, I, you know, growing up, I thought tequila was just a rough aniseed, horrible thing you did shots of with, with lime and salt to hide how rank it was. And it's honestly only in the last year that I've discovered how delicious it can be when oh. it's fancy pants. I'm not at the point of wanting to sip a tequila on its own, but because I'm not, I'm not really drinking very much anymore. <laughs> so I think were I to go in that deep end, I'd be in a pickle quite quickly. Um, I'd have to prep for it basically. Um, cause I'd feel it immediately, I think, but, um, I really love a really good margarita and that's where I've discovered how sexy a great tequila can be effectively. My, I did a, um, my favorite margarita I've ever had was a homemade one that my girlfriend made and like had done it, like made the, put the salt, salt on the rim with a bit of chili, which I love, like really ch chunky ass, salty chili rim and had made it and bought all the fresh lemon, like squeezed the lemon juice, done everything, got some really fancy tequila and I had done a CrossFit competition. So I'd been doing PE all day. It was a boiling hot July day in London, came home, sat in my garden, starving, thirsty. I'd drunk a load of water, obviously, but like the first sip of that was so I can, my mouth's watered remembering it like it was like something out of a dream. It's, and it's my, I That's think it's my nice. favourite boozy drink now. It's that difference between the tequila you get in bars when you're 18 yeah. and when you actually have nice tequila. It's like, oh! It's right, bizarre okay. that they're classified as the same drink. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we yeah. went to a tequila bar in Barcelona once, didn't we? Do you remember? Yes. Well, I remember going in. Yeah. No, we did when we were at one. Yeah, um, no, I do. You do we remember, did yeah. go to one, yeah. And, and that was a lot, that was having actually nice tequila. Like, oh, yes. okay, this is not what I expected. Yeah. I, first of all, I was thinking, why would you go to a tequila bar? I'm like, oh, right, because there's nice ones yeah. in the world. It's refreshing to know that there's nice tequilas. And margarita, I think, I if you get a good one... Mm. I find it difficult to drink it without smiling. It yeah. just feels like straight away. It's you're sunshine, like, oh, isn't it? Nice. It really brings yeah. the light, I think. Yeah. That drink. Yeah. And a massive glass that you need two yeah. hands to hold. Yeah. It is like a party drink, tequila, mm. isn't it? Sort yeah. Of thing. You're having a good time. You're not, yeah. no one's doing 
tequilas at funerals. No. Oh, that's why one of mine now. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little round. Yeah. Line them all up on the coffin and then we can get have a shot. Come on. Margarita funerals. Most expensive bottle of tequila sold? How much do you think? Oh, God, I've got, I'll see, no idea. It's a platinum and white gold tequila bottle sold by Tequila Lay 0.925. Mm, that sounds like a bot account. Yeah, it does, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe them. I'll say £1,000. Oh, I'm going to go £18,000. Oh, £225,000. God, better be angels. It better piss. be a good tequila. That is incredible. Yeah. Don't drop that, do you? No. Knock <laughs> <laughs> that over over your carpet. You don't want to slam that with lemon and salt, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. Or maybe you do. Who knows? Do you know, is, is the lemon and salt thing, is that a traditional thing in Me- Mexico? I no don't idea. think it is. Or is it just something that we do here? Yeah, I don't know. I've no been to idea, Mexico, but I can't remember. Mind. Well, yeah, have a little look up in your mind just quickly then. I could do that, but... Do Mexicans drink tequila with lemon and salt? They normally just um, have it with a shot glass. You can also have some lime and salt after every sip or two if you feel like it. What's that at the top there? Did it say that it's... it's uh, The salt and lime are aid for drinking cheap, sharp-tasting crude tequila. Lovely. So basically it's to cover up the, the crudeness mm. of your tequila. When you're on the non-vintage yeah. stuff. Yeah. A bit like in the old days when sailors would go on boats, I suppose, and they'd, they'd chuck tons of salt on the meat, so it would yeah. go off. Similar thing. Same yeah. Thing. yeah. Salt yeah. does a lot of good work yeah. for rank stuff. Shit stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chuck salt the problem, that'll sort it out. Uh, great. Tequila's in there. What else are you having as your spirit choice? Amaretto, does that count as a spirit? Yeah. 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 Yum, yum, yum. I I don't know if it's liqueur or a spirit. It's so delicious. It is. That's something that, I mean, I love it just over ice. It's like the sweetest thing I still love and I've always loved. But um, I don't know. I wanted quite a long glass of it. I think it's really drinkable. Like I I think it's served in too small a portion generally when you get it. (laughs) Um, And I think as I've got older, my palate's changed and I don't, I very rarely am in the mood for something that sweet, even though I think it's so delicious. In more recent years, I've discovered an amaretto sours, which oh, yeah. is uh, egg whites, whisked egg whites, um, lemon juice. But you can just have, if you've just got lemon juice and squeeze some of that into an amaretto if you just don't want it to be. Anyway, and um, and ideally like a really nice um, sweet cherry in there yeah. as well. So yeah, that's flipping lovely. And I am... Um, I got we my girlfriend and I got obsessed with drinking those for about six months during one of the lockdowns and um we were in a pub in Glasgow and she said oh oh I can do a trick actually I can do can anyone else do this and she put the cherry stem in her mouth and then like fiddled about with it and then brought it out and she tied a knot in it with her tongue but because and I thought everyone's like oh my god oh, that's amazing and um, and then because she's like a massive child she was like it was a trick I, I did it with my hands and then I sipped it in my mouth and then I put a second one she basically gave away all her like oh. gave away the trick and I was like hmm that's interesting and then later later that year I was like started realising I was going to propose to her and um, it, it was it wasn't 
a particularly idyllic proposal for lots of reasons. But what I did was taught myself to really tie a knot in it. Oh, so it can be done. So it was part of the obsession with having amaretto sours all the time. So I needed to keep buying cherries. Every now and again, I'd accidentally buy a jar that had no stems. I'd be like, well, that's fucking waste um i needed the stem so i was like practicing and practicing and practicing so i was like of course it can be done like it definitely so i learned to do it and um is that youtube videos? and that's how i wanted to propose i was like i've learned to actually do it so i was like getting ready to propose um but i put the ring in a little plastic bag in my mouth um and was like right watch this and like and did it with a real and actually i've never practiced with something else already in my mouth so it took ages and ages and this is like meant to be a romantic moment there's like little bits of spit coming out <laughs> And then in the end, I was like, and look, look what I've done. And like, took it out. And she was like, yeah, well done. Um, we were about to start playing a board game. And she was like, can we start? And I was like, no, there's something else in there. What else is in there? Like, this is actually the most, looking back on it, the most rank way anyone has ever just get a great big slobbery baggy out of your mouth and then get your ring out of that. And she was like, what the fuck is going on? Is this for real? And I was like, yes, this is me doing romance. Nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Luckily said yes. Well, well she sort of realised it wasn't some sort of horrible hidden camera trick. <laughs> oh, dear. And I then, should have thought then you it played through. the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, and yeah. we played another game of Azul. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Don't know how we get back into Amaretto from there, yeah. but, but yeah. um, that's fabulous. Well, can I... Can I tell you about the rabbit hole I went down where I started learning about Please. Amaretta? It was, sure? It's going to take a couple of minutes, but yeah. I think it's sort of worth it. So I, I read a thing <laughs> sort of. on Wikipedia that said, about Amaretta, that said, cyanide is processed out of the almond, almond preparation before it's used. Phew. Right? I thought, but it, but it said, citation needed. So I was like, oh, is that? <laughs> So I'm like, well, is, is that, it or isn't it? So does that mean does that mean the cyanide isn't processed out, or it's not an issue, or what? So I, so this that's where it started. Um, is this common knowledge that cyanide is in almonds? Is in yeah. almonds? Yeah, it's some knows. almonds, bitter almonds. I think it's not. Yeah, I think some. It's been so like it's been bred out. Some you can because I make it's like a, an ingestible amount. But okay, I was gonna say because I put it in my granola. Yeah, no, yeah, they're really good fine. for you. Almonds also, yeah, super yeah. good for you. So. Um, <laughs> Anyway, amaretto is made from bitter almonds and or apricot kernels, right? Both of which contain amygdalin, which when eaten is broken down into the gut into hydrogen cyanide, which is toxic. toxic. So why doesn't amaretto give you cyanide poisoning? I found that question. And someone replied that similar to cooking, the alcohol infusion during the process eliminated any eliminates any traces of cyanide. So I'm like, okay, fine. But then someone said, Apple seeds too have cyanide or cyanide precursors. I once phoned my local poison information centre to ask if it's okay to eat apples, seeds and all, and they told me I'd have to drink a whole apple seed milkshake before it'd make me sick. And I thought, you've got a local poison information centre. Yeah, and what's an apple seed milkshake? Yeah. But yeah, what? Yeah. And then someone replies. Yeah. Kind of correct. They don't mean an apple seed flavoured milkshake. They mean a milkshake cup of apple seed or apple seed flour. You couldn't get it down. You'd feel sick and lethargic before you manage to get a fifth of the way to a lethal dose. Your body will ensure you don't finish such a lethal meal. Your body has enzymes to deal with cyanide and the antidote, antidote thiosulfate, helps these enzymes work faster. 
Normally the enzymes work fast enough to get rid of cyanide in the few almond, apricots and apple seeds that you consume. So there you go. That's there we go. So Something one of the many things we could just filter out. Uh, someone then sort of corrected them on the most sort of oh. like typical, like, you know, tiny, mm. tiny detail level. But then somebody said, I, act I actually once accidentally almost poisoned myself eating apricot kernels. Some varieties are low amygdalin and are eaten. This happened to be an inedible variety, which I didn't realise until my mouth started going numb. Oh. So I didn't know that. And then finally, someone said, there is one case on record that I'm aware of where someone managed to kill themselves with apple seeds. <gasps> but it wasn't just a couple of seeds. A guy saved up apple seeds in a bowl for a fairly long time, then ate all of them, or at least a large number, in one sitting. So it's technically possible to give yourself cyanide poisoning from apple seeds. It just takes an ungodly number of apple seeds to do it. I'm pretty certain I poisoned myself with lavender essential oil. <laughs> oh, really? Junk it? No. Oh. Like, put it in a burner thing. Because I thought, I, I don't, I've not historically slept particularly well. Yeah. And I thought, I'll get one of these things. And I didn't fully read the instructions, <laughs> but I got the idea. You put the lavender oil in this thing thing with water yeah put a few drops of that in and i wasn't putting mad amounts in i was just putting a, a bit more than it totally supposed to and this thing would just go through there but I was, it was we were staying in a rented house for a few months before we moved up to norwich and in quite a small room and there wasn't really any ventilation sort of thing and i'd started doing this i didn't really make the connection and i got really ill i was having headaches and, and i didn't realize it was this and i was it felt like I just sort of flew in all this sort of stuff. And you had, you had eaten that bowl of apple seeds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just, just, just sitting there in bed with my lavender <laughs> and apple seeds and mm -hmm. almonds. Um, so so I, I stopped doing it. I was ill. I stopped doing this. And then I hadn't realized that's what it was. And I went back and started using this diffuser again thing. And I instantly, like the oh, next no, day, I felt elegant. dreadful again. I was like, it's the lavender. Oh, yeah. I can't tell people about this. That's the most. Imagine if I died. How pathetic that would be. Oh, yeah. we died from lavender poisoning. Wow. Yeah. And, but I looked it up, and there is there is a. It's a thing. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Don't take that, do they, hippies? No. no. <laughs> Never going about nanas. Yeah. Everyone else loves but I only really have it Christmas time. And whenever I have it at Christmas, I think, why am I not having this all year round? Bailey's, that's the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's, um, it's close to Bailey's. There's a bottle of Hotel Chocolat chocolate liqueur that got opened at Christmas that I know is going to sit in a shelf in the fridge until we realise we've... No one's yeah. actually having that, and it's going to be a year, and then it'll be done. Uh, yes. Gone off, yeah. yeah. I've got a new favourite drink. I think I mentioned it down Five Farms... Irish cream. It's oh, like yes. mega Baileys. Ooh. I'm going to get a bottle. I'm going to bring it down yeah, to we taste it at some point. Nice. It's like butterscotchy Baileys. It's glorious. Absolutely. Let's try that. Yeah. Jess, you're a parent, as yep. you mentioned. How has being a parent affected your pub going and how have you adapted to the pub? with a child in tow? Um, uh, when he was a baby, didn't matter. I took him to pubs. Um, but then, actually, I eased off a bit once he could move. You realise it stopped being fun. When he was a baby, it was lovely meeting up with other friends who had a baby and going for a, an after 
yeah. know, an afternoon pint, you know, especially on mat leave, it's like, it's lush. Yeah. But um, yeah, once he could move, it's ruined then. And yeah. then now he's eight and he's sort of, he's pretty verbal about how bored he is there. So unless you've got, unless you're going to eat, which he's well into, thankfully, so he's quite good in restaurants. But if it's a pub where we're also going to have a meal, we'll be all right. But um, I don't think at the moment I can't quite get away with, I'm I'm about to test it actually. I've joined a book club that's going to meet in a pub once a month only for an hour and a half and I thought do you know what he can come with me for that I don't want to only say I'm available when I haven't got him for that that's oh, the sort yeah. of thing where surely he can do an hour for, if I bring his tablets and books and stuff like yeah. that and fun stuff to do but um yeah he's not a pub baby like I was that's for sure yeah yeah throw food at the problem that'll sort it out yes it will yeah. with him generally yeah. I took uh, my son who's now 10 let's just go together I said we're gonna, we're gonna have a chat so I said so I'm you know Maybe don't bring your phone. He went, well, I've got to look at my phone while waiting for the food to come. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I'm just there, just going. Oh. we'd have a nice chat. No, it's fine. It's fine. Mm. You, you you play your Pokemon. It's interesting that you said about the early days where you still go to the pub loads. Because I meet some, because I did the same. I meet some mm. parents and they're saying, yeah, obviously, now, now we've got a baby, we don't go to the pub. I'm going, oh, no, you still go to the pub. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. fine. Well, the baby's going to lie there. Or need feeding wherever you yeah. are. It's the same. You're oh, I mean, babies, get them in there. Get yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah, enjoy your life. It's, it's that the 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 tough bit is the when they can move before they'll listen to you. That, yeah, that yeah, little, yeah. That, that window there. Also, I think you make a really interesting point there about. I don't know. I think there's something so lovely about meeting a friend for a drink and a chat where you're not going to look at your phone for a couple of hours and. Yeah. I actually sort of made me go, well, maybe I should be modelling that with him. Like, he loves a chat and there'll be times where, yeah, yeah at home, I'd be like, I thought we'd just have a nice, or basically because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want you to go and get on with stuff while he's going to sit in the bath for two minutes. He just <laughs> yeah. wants you there the whole time. I've got, he's still that age. And he'd be like, we can have a lovely chat. And he knows if he <laughs> yeah. says that, I have to go, okay, yeah, I'll sit next to you. Yeah, while well, you throw plastic stuff at my head and <laughs> tell me how old I look. But... <laughs> Yeah, nice. lovely guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, he is. <laughs> oh, right, we've now time for our listener suggestion. Every Ooh. week, Dan speaks to one of our listeners to find a suggestion that our guests can have in their dream pub. You don't have to accept it. You can roundly reject it. You can welcome it in. You can make adaptions, whatever you like. Dan, Ooh. what's our suggestion this week? It comes from Sophie. Ooh. Let's hear what she has to say. Hi, I'm Sophie, and I would add compulsory half pints to Jess's pub because, to be honest, I'm sick of pint drinkers shaming me for drinking half pints when they're just a better drink. They stay colder for longer, they feel cheaper, and if you're in a pub with a great selection of beers, you can try more beers. So, yeah, just this for half pints. Mm. Oh, wow. God. It's more of a sort of continental style thing. Where oh, it's a smaller beer. I beers. really feel like she's thrown the cat amongst the pigeons here. So, this this Because I be an love this idea. Mm, and yeah. I went recently to, um, well, this year to San Sebastian in Spain, and that's, it does feel like that yeah. kind of energy, and you love it. It was lovely, that idea of like, oh, I'll just mm. have a little drink, and but try lots of really little, small amounts of delicious things. And I am going that way these days. Like, but. <laughs> Uh, there are times where you want a pint. I really want a pint after a gig sometimes, yeah, after a scary yeah. thing, you know, after a high adrenaline thing, that, that mood, I don't necessarily want 10 anymore, but I want a flipping pint. Oh, yeah. I don't, I've got a, you know, an adult size hand. I want a, I don't want anyone <laughs> laughing at 
and bladder. I don't want anyone laughing at Sophie for her half. No. It's the compulsory bit, I'm afraid, I take issue with. I like a halves culture. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I'm afraid I'm reluctant to make it compulsory just in case anybody is like flipping thirsty and knows that first drink's going to be quite a quick one. So maybe it's a big biggie. As, part of your as a feminist, I want women to be able to have a big fucking drink in their hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's part of the inclusive nature of your part. Yeah. It's frowned upon to look down on anyone. Or to oh, take you will. No one can be shamed pints. for any yes. drink choice. Yes. Maybe the default. <laughs> yes. Maybe we go yeah. the other way. The default is a half. And that's yes. what it specifies. Yeah. You go, what yeah, do you yeah. have? Well, that's, you didn't yeah. ask for a Maybe we do it like that. Let's like, let's, let's, let's give the option to go large. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But no pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. The standard, I'll have standard Serving as a half. Standard yeah. serving. Okay. Standard serving as a half. Hopefully Sophie's satisfied that that is meeting her halfway. Nice. And you, but you have the option to go large. If you're my, my view of the smaller drinks is that in in Spain or Portugal or something like that, when you when these are quite common, I think there's a very good reason for that because it's hot mm-hmm. and you're going to have a very warm drink. It's going to warm up quick. Yeah. And the problem I think we have here is they also have a table service culture there. Yeah. Whereas I don't want to be Popping, getting, up getting to in the that bar, bar queue again and again, yeah. again yeah. and again. That's true. Especially so if you're getting a drink. I don't know. To well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say to watch something, but maybe you wouldn't be doing that in a pub. But you might. Well, you might be watching some live comedy in a pub, yeah. Yeah. and you might. Yeah, you got. You maybe going to be sat there for an yeah. hour and a half. You are going to want a big, bigger drink. Yeah. yeah. Gigs now have two pint. Two pint things, half. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, like, whatever. Festivals and stuff. Yeah. We went to a cycling event, didn't we, a few years ago? Yeah. And in Holland. And um, they were only doing halves. Yeah. It wasn't... But, but I mean... It was quite good. We oh, went to the bar a lot, but no one else was going to the bar because they're all Dutch and they're all just watching the cycling. And we were the yeah. only one that's paralytic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a great advert for British Brits abroad. men, was it? It really wasn't. <laughs> and actually, the halves, they just seemed to disappear quicker. Mm. Yeah. Was, and I, that was the day where it was, I mean, I had a couple of moments of shame. Let's not go into it. Ah. The exact details, but I remember it was this incredible thing. It was like world cycling, indoor track cycling. It was brilliant <laughs> to watch. Really good. And I remember we were, there was a bar bit there. There wasn't sort of set seating and we didn't get there early enough to get good seats. We just stood at the back, which is quite nice. You stand there with a drink and watch, watch the cycling. I remember I'd gone out to watch the cycling. It was this amazing, exciting moment where there's this thing where one person will get knocked out each round. I can't remember what the event was called. And it's a bit where people crashed and they were <gasps> flying in there. And there was like blood spilling out. Onto like that. But they had to, someone would still get through. So they were like scrambling like out the way. gladiators <gasps> to get back on their bikes so oh. one of them could like scrape over the line. And, this amazing, and it was incredible like that. And I was going, oh, this is amazing. I turned around and I could just look to the bar and I just saw in silence the rest of them having this really heated <laughs> argument about it. So I was going, <laughs> Like, uh, not, 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 not like against it, but like a sort of debating something like that. I was thinking, yeah. I must just stay and watch this. Yeah. Thing, sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Glory, glorious times. Love yeah, it. Times. Cut past out um, in a cubicle. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> so Sophie's um, suggestion is not accepted, but a variant of it. Yes, is, yes. yeah, uh, yeah. To, to, I've to been influenced. To, to help inclusivity. Yes. Yes. And all that sort of stuff. Great. Fabulous. If you've got a suggestion for something that could go into a future Moon Underwater pub, you can email me, robbie at moonunderpod.com, with your artistic vision. Jess, we get to put something in the pub cheat box now. Oh, yeah. And you can put in one CD or mini disc of your choosing. What's it going to be? I'm going to put in the CD 100% Rap 1 from 1990. <laughs> 
So can I? Can we check the track listing on this? Yeah, no so problem. Is it, um, I do know all the words to most of the songs still. Just okay. So. It's, it's the first it's album Pump I Up The bought. Jam on it? Pump Up The Jam, Up The Jam, that one. Yeah. Yes, I've got the right one. Yeah, so yep. 12 tracks. Yeah. Brilliant. Informer, you know, so I'm going to slow me a Leaky boom, boom, down. Yeah, all of the all <laughs> of the best songs ever made. Oh, this is the right one. I think okay. so. Does that look Has right? Has it got a really jazzy cover? Oh, we can't see I it. I haven't got the cover, um, yeah. I've got this one here. Is it this this cover here? Cover? No. There's, there's several albums called 100% Rap. That's the problem. No. Is it this it's one this, here, it's got K7 Come Baby Come. Yes, that's House it. of Pain Jump, Jump Around. That's what uh, we've got. People is it, every, uh, is it Arrested Development, People yeah. Every Day. Yes, it is. Can yes. I Kick It? De La Soul, three is the magic number. Oh, let's Some talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about UMB. Hasn't even got in actually. An, that was this is an incredible lineup of... Whoa! It's oh, it's Can't really chilled. It's so good. And oh this my a, god! It's lines. good. I must have flash. White I mean, this is party, party pop with Scrumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. The cover of it. I didn't have this album. I did have its sister album, Hundred okay. Percent Dance. Oh, which was similar sort of nineties hits. I Probably had this cousin track. album as well, Hundred Percent Reggae. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't mucking about. Wasn't mucking about when I was yeah. seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a, just a fantastic. I think fantastic you've got to bring record. the energy, not, haven't you? There's not much. I don't. I'm not. I can't think. EYC the way you work it. I can't think how that goes. Um. Oh. But the rest of them. No. I'm Funky not. Cole Medina. By June. Oh, absolute. Come on. Banger after banger. This. Yeah. Yeah. We. Nineties sort of rap and dance sort of thing yeah. it, was a, it was a glorious it was an era era for the, for yeah. the genre big time yeah yeah lovely stuff they oh. would uh, yeah i sort of i think yeah be hard to be sad through that album being on wouldn't it if you've got, got a favorite track on on that um now that we found love, what are we gonna do with it? Um, not that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Let's go for White Lines, Grandmaster Flash. That is extraordinary song. That's so good. I Don't worked in about, well, in about 2009, but I was working at a thing called Channel B that was right. a, an early sort of internet TV channel before uh, YouTube existed, but it wasn't the thing as YouTubers and stuff. And I was like booking music guests for it, and I saw that Grandmaster Flash had an album out, and I was like, Grandmaster Flash for me is like up there, one of the sort of gods of music, sort of. That's incredible, and I, I thought it'd be amazing if he's if we could get an interview with him. Yeah. So I, I got, got in touch with the music promoter and said, mm. Look, I see Grandmaster Flash got an album out. Is there any chance he's coming over to the UK? He went, Yeah, he's actually over next week. <gasps> a week doing promo. Went, went. Up, I know, it's, I know it's late notice. If there's any way we could get some time to interview him, I can travel anywhere. We get 15 minutes, all it will take, sort of thing. If I, whatever it is, he went. Um, they said, yeah. They said, yeah. We, what? what um, he he'll be in London. So that's fine. He said, what? What would you ideally want to do? I said, well, look, the dream would be he could come to our studio and we could do like a half hour show with him and all this. They went. They went. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely fine. When do you want him to come? You're here Monday to Friday, and I was like, "Oh, Grandmaster Flash isn't that in that much demand now, is he?" He was just like, oh. like that. I was like, "Oh," and, I thought, and then I got an insight into what it's like because they sent me through a little bit of paper that was like, "Hey, Grandmaster Flash is a lovely guy. 
Mm. But here's a few pointers. Oh, Grandmaster crikey. Flash is not a rapper and has never rapped. He hasn't spoken to Melly Mel in 25 years, so there's no point in asking about this. I was like, oh, yeah. God, he get asked the worst questions. And yeah, all this yeah, stuff. yeah. And, yeah, but he was great. He was a lovely guy. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, that's nice. nice. Good. Yeah. Great. There we go. Glorious. Yeah, terrific, terrific it sounds album. Like he was delighted to have a half hour interview yeah. as well. And similarly, I, I see E17, House yeah. of Love, on here. Oh, I interviewed man. Tony Mortimer from E17, right. the same thing. And I thought, yeah, there's a yeah. potential he's going to be a bit of a dick. Yeah. He was brilliant. Yay. So lovely, so self-aware. Yeah. Um, they do seem capable of having a right old giggle at themselves, yeah. the old E17. Well, he, he told us a story where when E17 broke up, uh, he'd obviously been work, working out after years, like dancing every day, doing all this sort of stuff. Mm. And, he, and he just wanted to get away. So he went to the south of France for like two or three weeks and just ate and drank and just, just spent his time there. I was like, just to get away from the press and everything. And he came back into the country and he went through, came back into Britain and um, went through and someone just come through passport and someone came over to him and went, went um, excuse me, Mr. Mortimer, um, Tony Mortimer. He, he, said, he, said, he said, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, "My friend doesn't think it's you." And he's like, "Oh no, yeah, yeah, me." Tony Mortimer. He goes, "No, my friend." He points at someone doesn't think it's you in your passport photo because you look a bit <gasps> different because he got really fat. <gasps> God, oh, no. oh, okay, oh, fine, no. I'll come back then. <laughs> oh, crikey, that's good. Poor sausage, nice. Tony. But yeah, there we go. Amazing. Oh, totally. He'd be great on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome. Love it. Uh, wonderful. Right. Well, 100% dance is without a doubt in that jukebox. 100% rap. 100% rap, sorry. 100% rap is 100% in here. Love and, it. And 100% rap. Mm. Uh, that's 200% rap and in here. <laughs> um, and I will be putting many a pound in that jukebox to play that. Yeah. My first post-divorce pint. The gin I had in Hull. My nan's homemade buckfast. The rum I drank with Liz Hurley. The lager I stole from the pigeon detectives. Time now for a drink in time where the moon underwater Ooh. will not just make special effects hoppy lager appear in here, but it will transport you back through the very fabric of time where you can enjoy a drink from your past mm -hmm. and the occasion of the past once again. I've never found a good way to say that. Yeah. Way, but I think people get the concept of it. Yeah. What occasion would you like to go back to to enjoy a drink? So... I was torn, but I've managed to mention my other drinks in time, like my the Amaretto Sours and the, yes. and the Garden Margarita. Here's, I think, my real, my best drink in time that I'd like to go back to. So when I turned 21, so when I was growing up, my dad worked as a salesman for various wine companies. And for about 15 years, he worked for Moet and Moet de Chandon and although I think they're called Moet Hennessy or whatever by the end. Um, and then he got made redundant, but by that point he had quite a stash. And it meant that, weirdly, growing up, when we were raiding our parents' booze cabinets, I always had some champagne to bring to house parties. <laughs> and it meant because of, I think, the free availability of it, it, we hated it. We thought it tasted of diesel. Like, none of us mm. really liked it yet. We weren't growing up enough. But when I was 21, my dad gave me a bottle of Dom Perignon from the year I was born, from 1983. Um, but without really explaining that champagne doesn't age indefinitely. Um, he did tell me how to store it on its side rather than upright, so at least I didn't ruin it. Um, but I did a really silly thing. Um, 
I only just drank it in time. I held on to it for years because I was waiting for something good enough to happen to me to feel like it deserved to, to be drunk. Um, first of all, I started doing comedy and then I said, right, when I get my first agent, I'll drink it. But then that happened and it just didn't feel special enough. And, you know, looking back, it didn't change much. I'm glad I did. Oh, the first time I get paid more than £100 for a gig, I'll drink it. Well, the first time. And, you know, oh. I kept set, I kept changing the goalposts and then the goalposts would come and it wouldn't feel special enough. Um, and it got to the point. Also, I was... My my son's dad, who I was with for, you know, over a decade, didn't really like champagne. So I didn't want to just go, should we just have that? Because I wanted to drink it with someone who'd really love it. And um, in the end, after I had my son, I just thought, you just can't live like that. You can't wait to enjoy. You can't wait to celebrate things. And I don't, you, I don't know. So I drank it with some of my best friends from university who all love champagne. And it was just the right side of biscuity. <laughs> it was really nice. It was still really nice. Just, it had started to discolor a bit and it started to go a little bit like, I don't know, it was still absolutely blimmin' lovely. Yeah, well, that's great. nice because that chimes a bit with what you were saying about pubs, about that it's people that make yeah, the pubs and it's time. going to do it. So it's nice. In the end, you went, it's not about the achievement. It's about... Yeah. having the right friends around to share yeah, it with. So, and yeah, and I still was like, as long as I drink it in a moment, I'm going to remember forever. And I do remember we were in my friend Candice's flat in Peckham. And yeah, you know, there's a silly baby there now. I was the first one of that friendship group. They all thought I was mad to have a kid as young as 32. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it was a, a flipping lovely moment. And nice to share it with a group of friends as well. And yeah, really lovely. It's good that I... I I do a similar thing where I will keep things and then go, when mm. am I going to use it? And this year, just New Year's just gone. I thought, you know what? I've got all these bottles of wine. They're not yeah. loads. I'm not that popular. But I've got <laughs> that, a few things that I've been given or acquired that are sort of quite not just drinking on a Tuesday wine, yeah. something like that. I thought, well, I might come up with friends around for dinner, New Year's, and we'll just plough through five or six bottles of different, yeah. of different things that we've got for various things. So I, I made like different courses that went with each sort of thing oh that's like that. lovely so I like seven or eight courses a lot of stuff oh, that you're wow. prepping in advance yeah and did this and just went through also i had like a bottle of wine that's the same age as my son otto because i've done the similar thing as your dad did i bought i read an article where my daughter i was born in 1977 which is a good year for port and my daughter was born in 2011 which is a good year for port i read an article about some guy in the same situation and how he'd bought some port for his daughter so I, I'll yeah. buy port. Like every kid wants port. Um, so, <laughs> so I've got a case of port for her. There's a case of port for my youngest son, but Otto wasn't born in a good port year. Yeah. So I went, okay, we'll get something different. So he's got six bottles like Chateau Neuf to Pat from a nice oh, English, lovely. Which is much better than port. But at the same time, we bought a case of that. We've only had one bottle of it before. So this is like, this is a bottle of Otto wine. This is oh. from when he was born. This is, we let him have a little sip of that. And then other ones would be from different occasions. People have given us things or... Uh, in return to a favour or something like that. So there's lots of lovely little things like that. So it's nice sometimes you yeah. just go, oh. let's go and drink them. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah. yeah, and go today's the day the thing happens. Like, yeah. don't wait to be happy. I think yeah. that's the message yeah. for that. Oh, yeah, that's a lovely, oh, lovely, lovely choice for a, a drink yeah, yeah. A drink in time. A little bit offended that you didn't pick uh, having a pint with me in 2009, but we'll... Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's time now to find out Jessica's dream pub companion but that is only for those of you who have invested in the Moon Underwater Patreon if you want to find out how you can subscribe you can do so at moonunderpod.com and for the rest of you we'll be back after this brief ad break
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Right, welcome back to the non-Patreon people and a lovely choice from Jessica for her dream pub companion. You are barred. Time now to bar something mm. from the pub. We've got, we've picked loads of things that you want in it. What do you not want in your moon underwater? It is tricky. Um, I, I find it hard to choose between um, toddlers and scary men. Um, I think oh, just mini scary man, I can't decide well, they have a lot in I, common as well I know I love it's the volume and the aggression um, <laughs> uh, I do love the idea of a sign that says no scary boys no scary boys um, but I am going to have to go with toddlers I do think and I say this as a parent of a son I couldn't love more but children between the age of one and a half and four are all shit company. <laughs> and um, I think one and a half's the worst, I think, because what you've got there is someone who is as fast and as powerful and as loud as a person, but who is still very much as thick as a baby. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to be around them unless I've made them. And, and, and I said, you know, it's not, it's not fine. I think that ruins a pub. I've, yeah, and it's it's happening so much now. It's where I live, and it's I suppose lots of areas. But I live in South East London in Lewisham, and then all the best pubs on a Sunday are a cesshole of noise oh, yeah. and the Sunday. stench yeah. of shit. Like they're, <laughs> they're screaming, they crap their pants, they throw stuff everywhere. They're under your feet. You're accidentally kicking them. Um, they've got no respect for anyone else around them. Of course they don't. They're a toddler. It's not their fault. Yeah. Um, but that's, I think, yeah. I mean, at one point there was a bar in South East London that set up a Friday afternoon soft play corner. Oh, I mean, I suppose you've got to lean into it and they're probably making so much money off those yeah. parents. And and I was one of those parents for a bit, but I think I very quickly was like, this isn't, I'm not sure I'm bringing the right energy to this place. I'd rather go to an actual soft play. Yeah. And then, yeah. And drink there. And, and start bringing them back once they're four or five, if you've restaurant and pub trained them. There like, are some you know. soft plays that sell booze as well. Mm. Yeah. Gravity Trampoline Park in Norwich <gasps> is soft, 
I love Gravity Trampoline Park. I went okay. to the one in Edinburgh, but I got cocky and started doing tuck jumps and pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. There's, there was a pub uh, <laughs> near me where they they got, a, it's not a soft play, but it's, it's kind of like just a, a, but it's a separate room. It's like yeah. there's a pub. Oh, I, the there's a, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, in Herne Hill. No, no, it's a different one to that one. Oh, okay. um, it's the uh, the Florence, right? And it's they've got the main pub, then there's sort of a more eaty bit, and yeah. then there's a yard, garden yard, and then there's another room where during the day they do like we used to do toddler things. Someone yeah, used to yeah, come great. And play guitar and they used to do that. But you can also, when they're a bit older, you can just. Stick them in it. Stick them in it. Dreamy. That's and the family room. You've got no problem with that. Yeah. And then sit in yeah. a different building. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? They can some pubs for it, but in my in my moon under the wood, I don't. I just want that to be a, a zone free from yeah, that. Okay. Actually, are you including the beer garden in this? Oh God! Again, I don't want it to be an absolute ban. I think there are subtle. <laughs> How do you get rid of it? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, just shitty kids. Yeah. It's I, not all. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag not all kids. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's your palm. I yeah, think. I, I think, think in, you know. I'm afraid that is my dream. Oh, I'm worried I'm going to get some hay for that. Fine, it's my it's palm. Yeah. How do they're you think allowed until they're 18 months and they're allowed back when they're four. Yeah. Is it an age thing or is it a walking thing? Because is it once they can move that's mm, the issue? I don't mind if they can just roll... Okay. I quite like crawl, crawling Mine or walking. Mine could climb before he could walk, and that was just as bad. We yeah. met in a pub, and he he found a room full of chairs and got into the middle of it and climbed up it like a terrible <laughs> maze. I was too big to get in and save him. He had to save himself. Save yourself. Their liability. Save yourself. Wow. Okay. Well, how do you think you would have if you were told when your child was of that banning age, age? Yeah. How do you think you would have felt? Would you have understood it? Or would you have been? Initially, shirty, defensive, without doubt, and so I'll expect a bit of that from the occasional from a listener to this. There is, there is a, there is a backlash, but yeah. I, there are other pubs where you are so welcome. There is a bar near where I live, bar restaurant, mm. and they have banned kits. Yeah, and there was a, there was a big yeah. row about it, but they went, "You can take them anywhere. Yeah. This is a, just a place." This can be one place where they where, not where people don't yeah. want them. I also yeah. don't want my pub to be very big. I think that's the other thing. I like a snuggly, yeah, I like okay. a cozier pub. So, Fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we go. Yeah. It's the health and safety that they can't be yeah. there. You can yeah. hide behind. I'm gonna have about three open fires. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a fire Most pit. Pubs, fire pit. Fire. Every every yeah. wall. Stick a fireplace yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah very some, well vented. Some old medieval place, like the flames for light everywhere yeah, around, yeah, yeah. torches yeah. burning. And swearing's welcome. So yeah, those are things that you don't might not want your kid around. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, yeah, fine. Yeah, well, it's just pub. She's very welcome yeah. to ban whatever she'd like. So kids, you're launched from a certain age. I'm curious about the, your scary men one as well. Mm, yeah. I'm wondering how you determine the scareability for that, if that was what you had gone for. It's really hard. Generally, if they're in a group in sports clothes, <laughs> it's the singing. It's the singing and pushing um, unsolicited comments on anybody's body. There can be loads of like a siren can go off perhaps right. when any of those behaviours occur. So you think anyone can come in. Oh, but maybe, it's yeah. So, yeah. but then it's a straight 
straight red, you're out if, yeah. if there's any of that behavior. Yeah, any of that. Okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No lads, lads, lads. Yeah. 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 But then I say that, then sometimes I love watching football in a pub where everybody's been a bit like that. So well, that's I the good thing know. about pubs. There's a variety yes, of different exactly. pubs for everything. And in yeah. this one, there's no babies or scary men. Yeah. Yeah. You've got plenty of other options out there and plenty of other moon underwaters out there as well. Mm. But this is Jessica's one. Before we get on to naming your pub, Jess, you've got a UK and Ireland tour coming yes. up. Yes. Metal. Yeah. What's the concept? Is there a concept or is it just jokes? Um, it is primarily just jokes. Um, <laughs> scenario jokes. Um, I, it's metal with two T's and I think effectively I wanted to show a bit about trying really hard um, and accelerated aging and I think kind of um, I've sort of watched trying really hard go go slightly out of fashion in the sense that um, people want because of the internet basically because of social media people want quite quick uh, returns on any effort that they put into anything um, and it's it's not anybody's fault it's just the way the world's gone a kind of short sharp quick reward way of doing things life hacks yeah quick hacks yeah, in and out, quite vapid. And actually, I think there's a lot to be said for like putting a long, slow shift into something and feeling like the feeling when you get something, anything from like, oh, I don't know, something you saved up for, but it took years through to, um, I don't think I'd ever be able to do a pull up. But actually, if I put the right consistent work in, and it's not about lo losing weight or anything, it's just actually the right physical work into getting stronger. If you do it consistently over enough time, you can do it. And the feeling of getting something that you've earned over time like that, over real dedication. So it's sort of about trying really hard and sort of simultaneously about realising sort of the older I get, the faster I'm ageing. And I'm I'm not slowing down, cruelly. I'm kind of speeding up. I mean, I've got shit to do. I'm in a rush. So, um, and, and I think harnessing those things and that attitude and then looking at how, looking out at the world a little bit and seeing if we can reframe how we look at some of the challenges in the world that feel impossible at the moment. If we, if we think about attempting things sometimes even when they feel impossible. Yeah. Sounds great. That sounds and you're coming to Norwich, which is the main yes, thing. Yes, I, I love a, doing tomorrow. shows in Norwich. Genuinely, some of my favourite audiences there. It's always lovely in Norwich. What's your What's your favourite place on this tour? Go and pick one. Um, oh crikey! Ooh. What's going to be the best show? Bristol's always up there. Yeah. Um, older shot. Oh, it's oh. always up there. Audiences in older shot are flipping brilliant um <laughs> glasgow you just yeah. can't have a terrible time um older shots surprising yeah i know i thought i'd throw a curveball one yeah. in there yeah yeah i'm gonna regret having forgotten somewhere now this is the biggest one i've done yet i'm going to loads of places i've never been to before york is always a belter yeah yeah it's good yeah I, I like weird places that are unsurprisingly good the best place to do vox pop interviews in the oh. country maidenhead <gasps> i think it. it's because you get a real mix of everything. You get like a mix of sort of like studenty type age people. You get really posh people, really not posh people. Ev all like almost a sort of exact smorgasbord of people. Love it. Um, it's an old film it. called Magic Town with James Stewart, which is about a town a bit like that in America, which is a perfect place if you want to do polling. Ah. That town represented like the whole of America. A brilliant. So it was like it was like the, and he found it. So it was this really cheap way of doing incredible polling to make loads of money. Wow. Cool. It's a good film. Yeah. There's a, I remember Maidenhead must be the magic, magic town. Of, I remember going to see the film director John Landis. It was a screening of Blues Brothers and he was doing a Q&A afterwards. It was brilliant. It was one of my favourite films. 
and in that he was talking about when he when they were doing like a test screening of Blues Brothers and he said there's there's like a theater somewhere in near LA or in LA and it, that's the one that they test it on because it's a mix of oh. everyone so they would take that there and see how it does in this one theater and then decide on <laughs> really what to cut from the film based on one screening wow. so that's wow. really still the case but oh. that certainly was um, at the time um, so metal uh, where people get Tickets or find out more about yeah, it? Yeah, my website, jessicafosterq.com. If you click on my doings, or there's a link on the f- a first page to tickets, or it's all over my social media, which is at jessicafosterq on X and Instagram. Nice. Yeah. And it's so the 50 dates are all over. Yeah, really active on it, more on Instagram than I am on yeah, anywhere yeah. else, to be honest. But um, yeah, yeah, I'd love to have people come along. I've never done the tour so big, so that's a bit terrifying. Looking forward to the whole first half of 2024. So. It's going to be great. Fabulous. Okay. Mm. I'm, I'm hopefully going to come along to Norwich. I've got to get a babysitter because my wife's away. Okay. My wife's going to see the, um, it's called Dorian Gray play. Oh. Uh, I picture, of picture of Dorian, Dorian, Dorian Gray. Gray. That's it. Cool. So, um, but that's in London, I think. It's not important. Mm. I can, yeah, just keep it for myself. If you <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love it. <laughs> Drink up, please. It's time. Finally, Jessica, we get to name your pub. Yeah. What are we going to be calling this wonderful child-free pub? Oh, um, I've changed my mind at the last minute. Um, Drama. I was going to call it the Crispy Moth because that's what I thought a pub in Greenwich was called for about 10 years before I read the sign properly and realised it was the Gypsy Moth. Um, <laughs> that would have fitted in with your um, butterfly a, theme yeah. dream. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's keep to the Crispy Moth. Oh, but now you do idea. have to tell us what the other one was going to be. I have recently discovered that I used to think that Daddy Longlegs had really short lives and that was like a... But it turns out that's a myth. Um, oh. I thought they only lived for a day and I thought they were the perfect example of something that had a very short life. Like I was Mayfly researching this for my show. Exactly. They live for years. It's a complete myth. Really? Um, and then I was like thinking... I don't know. I quite like the fact that it's felt like the perfect description of me as um, mummy short legs. The opposite <laughs> of a daddy long legs. So I was going to call it mummy short legs. <laughs> That's also nice. Also good. So, yes. Mm. Um, I'm going to stick to the crispy moth. Lovely. Great choice. Yeah. Incidentally, on the subject of um, misunderstood facts and stuff, my friend Mark, when we started at university, thought seahorses were the size of actual horses. <laughs> Do you imagine how terrified that'd be if you're swimming oh and one of those God, came is, over? Oh, you'd cack yourself. Because you? you'd never seen him in context with anything. I yeah. get where he's coming from. He just seemed blue and to see Really nice. I did think that when I was a kid. Did you? Oh, yeah. did you? Oh, he was eight little, little. Definitely. Yeah. They were. Maybe not the size of horses, but, you know. Pretty big. Anyway, no seahorses in the Christmas month. Jessica, thank you so much for uh, coming and sharing your pub choice with you. It's been a real joy. And I'll see you in another... How many years? 20, no, 10, no, 15. 15. Oh, 15 God. years. 15 years, hopefully, right. before then. Thank you for having me. was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 